identity is the characteristics by which we are known. How we view ourselves determines how we live and conduct our lives. Have you ever wondered and asked, who am I? We search for an answer from the world and its culture around us, but it leaves us confused and unsure of who we are and with whom we are to be identified. Therefore, knowing who we are as believers in Christ becomes so vital as we endeavor to walk and live out our faith in the manner that pleases God. The Bible teaches us that prior to coming to Christ, we had identified with the world of sin and held in bondage to it. We could not free ourselves from sin's power and its control over us. Sin determined the way we lived our lives, at which time we were separated from God, living without hope in the world. But now through faith in Christ Jesus, we who were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. We are no longer condemned to eternal separation from God. Jesus, by taking the form of a servant, identified with humanity. He felt and endured the sufferings known to us all. Therefore, he can sympathize with our weaknesses, for he was tempted in all points as we are yet without sin. Because he overcame, he always lives to make intercession for us as he stands and pleads before God on our behalf. When God looks at us, instead of seeing our sins, he sees Jesus' sacrificial death on the cross as payment for those sins. Because of this, all who have come to faith in him have identified with Christ and united with him in his death, burial, and resurrection. Let me briefly explain what I understand the Bible to say about how we are identified with Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul stated in Romans 6 that those who have come to faith in Christ are no longer to live in sin, enslaved by its power, for we have died with Christ, and everything that we know about him is becoming true of us. Someone who is dead cannot practice sin. Sin was a cruel master over us, but now through faith in Christ, having been set free not to do our own thing, are to follow and obey Jesus Christ. Paul uses the symbol of water baptism to explain this truth. Even though water baptism cannot save us from our sins, it depicts what has already occurred in the life of a person who has come to faith in Christ. When one is immersed in the water of baptism, it symbolizes our death and burial with Christ. And when raised from the water, we are resurrected with him and given a new life. For through his death, Jesus destroyed the power of sin and its dominion over all those who come to him in faith. When Christ died, death no longer had a hold on him. So the same is true of us. Because we are in Christ's spiritual death, that is eternal separation from God, no longer applies to us. We begin a new life with him with the promise of eternal life. 
We are not the person we were before coming to Christ. That old person has died. Therefore, we are not to live in the same sins we once practiced. We are no longer to identify with our old life. Therefore, we are not to be conformed to this world, but are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds because Christ now lives in us. We have been made completely new. That God even gave us a new name, which he will make known when we go home to be with him. A new life in Christ, however, does not imply sinless perfection. We still have our struggles with sin because the desires of our flesh are contrary to the Holy Spirit's desire for our lives. They are in conflict with one another. We who are dead to sin no longer live under its rule and therefore cannot practice sin. Through the power of Jesus' death and resurrection, sin's power was rendered inactive in our lives. But we must decide whether to obey the sinful cravings of the flesh or the desires of the Holy Spirit. We are not to surrender in our fierce battle against the sinful cravings of the flesh. Our faith will grow, and we will win more of the battles against the flesh when we yield more of ourselves to the Lord in obedience. In time, we will become and look more like Jesus. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, it states that as we look at the glory of the Lord that is gazing more intently on Jesus, keeping our eyes fixed on him, we are being transformed into his same image from glory to glory by the Holy Spirit. So we become more like Jesus from one degree of glory to another. It is a work of the Holy Spirit in our lives as we surrender to him. It's not an overnight process. Nevertheless, we need to change to become more like Christ each day. Unfortunately, there are many who still carry the weight of dead bones on their backs. That is, the weight of past sin, guilt, and shame. Jesus' sacrificial death for us not only provided forgiveness of sin, but cleanses us from the guilt and shame of our past. It will take a step of faith when we are reminded of our past sins and failures. We are to believe all that God declares us to be in Christ, regardless of how we feel. We are a new creation in Christ, a child of God, forgiven, chosen by him, cleansed, adopted into his family, and co-heirs with Christ. That is, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit who guarantees that we will inherit eternal life. Therefore, we are no longer to identify with the world or its culture. We no longer belong to this world. We have a new identity found only in Jesus Christ, for we live in him and he in us. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, Paul stated, I have been crucified with Christ. We died with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body 
I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is true of all who have placed their trust in him. Because of our new identity, we can walk as Jesus walked. For as he is, so are we in this world.